Hey, welcome back to the Bitcoin Podcast Network. Yeah. Well, hey, you're about to listen to the Bitcoin Podcast announcements, and we got to tell you something. What's come to our attention, people didn't realize this, and we got to let you know, these are sponsored episodes, meaning that the participants that come on these episodes have paid to get access to you, and that's the way that works. So, featured on our network means that it's sponsored. So, um, we wanted to get that out in the open. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Here it is. Now entering the Bitcoin Podcast Network. It's D. Welcome to uh, the Bitcoin Podcast announcements. And today we're going to jump right into it. Uh, we have on the show Patrick Camuso, the founder of CamusoCPA.com. And uh, he wanted to join us to talk about the, the tax implications of being a crypto head, a crypto enthusiast like you are. Um, but we, we get more than a little bit of questions about how, uh, what are the tax ramifications and how to pay them and, and how much. And since we're not experts in accounting, um, we figured we'd get one on the show. So Patrick, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. I'm happy to be here. Um, well, uh, in that enthusiasm and that happiness, what we'd like is if you could um, give us a little bit of your background, like where you're from, how'd you fall into crypto, what were you doing before crypto? Um, I'm pretty sure it was accounting. I'd like to go out on a limb there. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, um, yeah. So um, yeah, my name is Patrick <laughs> Musso. Uh, originally, I'm from the Northeast, although I'm located in Charlotte, North Carolina now for quite a few years. Um, I'm the owner of Camuso CPA. So, um, you know, our firm's been in existence for a few years now. Before that, I was still in accounting and one of the big four accounting firms for um, a little over five years, closer to six years. Um, so our firm sort of before focusing on cryptocurrency was still a very much an investor focused firm working mainly with real estate investors, which we still do. Um, and personally, I was I was invested in crypto, had a lot of buddies that were invested in crypto as well. And, um, you know, during this ICO craze of 2017 and the proliferation of altcoins, alt as they're referred to, um, there's just been a ton of tax implications that a lot of investors weren't aware of. So we were able to move into the space and, and add a lot of value in terms of protecting people's assets and now with some tax minimization strategies as well. So um, it sort of was a natural progression for our firm to move into the crypto space. And uh, that's how we sort of found ourselves out, out in front of the space there. Nice. Tax minimization strategies. I think everyone in our audience's ears just perked up. Oh, I think when, so, right? <laughs> when they heard that. Um, so 
I don't know. I, I feel like I don't want to give away too much of your secret sauce. No, no, I'm happy to go into it. Um, so like our firm, is, when we're working with, we're, we're a full service CPA firm, but like I said, we're very heavily focused in crypto. Um, even my background in the big four, I was always involved in the financial services industry. So, you know, I worked with very large asset managers back then, but doing the same type of, um, analysis in Excel with large data sets, um, and trying to determine the tax implications of financial transactions. So, um, our experience is very strong in this space. And our focus is on two things. Number one is asset protection. Um, you know, much like when you're trading, you got to protect your downside from, from the tax side of things. We need to make sure that your assets are protected so you're not exposed to penalties, interest, things of that nature, any negative actions from the IRS. And then number two is tax minimization. And we're actually able to do this for both of these things for investors in a few different ways. So obviously the more interesting one is probably tax minimization. There are some advanced tax planning strategies that are probably outside of the scope of this call. But I think one big value add for any crypto investor out there right now that's listening and that they can take advantage of right now is loss harvesting and wash sales. So it's it's no news to anybody that we're in a bear market right now. So a lot of um, individuals are sitting with losses in their portfolio and due to how cryptocurrency is currently viewed by the IRS you can do one of two things one you can do what's called loss harvesting basically just sell the coins that you're holding that are in a loss position at a loss and that'll be tax effective for you because it'll reduce your future gains when we move back to a bull market or um now there's a little gray area around this and you'd want to consult with us on a coin by coin basis regarding this but you can also do something called a wash sale since cryptocurrencies are treated as property and not security currently by the irs you can literally sell the coin, buy it right back, hold your same financial position and wait for the price to go up, but um, still be able to harvest that loss and gain the tax benefit. So, you know, we're doing a lot of portfolio analysis right now with investors and advising them on that. Hmm. So as long as there's a record of you selling it and then buying it back, you sold it at that loss technically, right? And then Exactly, still, exactly. And that's the tax minimization side. You know, the asset protection side really comes down to making sure our clients are maintaining good records and also actually working with them on the portfolio calculations, ensuring that they're doing it with the correct methodology and actually going through the process for them. So, you know, like one thing we saw a lot in 2017 that I think it there's a much higher level of awareness around now is like kind exchanges. So a lot of people thought or may even still think that, um, you know, one coin traded for another is not a taxable event, but unfortunately that it's a taxable event. So we're basically analyzing every single trade that people do for the year and establishing their cost basis when they purchase those coins, establishing their gain or loss position when they do sell it, and then arriving at what their overall tax liability is for the year. What about the people that trade as their job, you know, day traders that may make, I don't know, dozens of trades in a day if they are that active, which I feel would be overactive. That's just my opinion. But my opinion doesn't um, matter. Yes. You know, that has a lot of, unfortunately, negative tax implications. Those guys are usually get hit the worst from my, from what we've seen at Camuso CPA. Um, mm. But, you know, those guys, you, if you do 10,000 trades a, get, a day, you're going to be coming to our firm or somewhere else or doing it yourself. But you're going to have to track every single one of those trades. And it is, you know, administratively very burdensome. 
So that should be taken into consideration when you're developing a strategy. And then like one other thing I saw a lot with day traders was um, during the bull run in 2017, they were accumulating their profits into mostly Bitcoin or Ethereum and holding them there. And, you know, they have all these paper gains. And then Bitcoin obviously took a big hit during this last crash and they were still on the hook for all those gains. So then it puts you in a really bad position of having to liquidate potentially a large portion of your portfolio to, co to cover these gains when, uh, you know, the market was up. Mm. Interesting. I don't want to give anybody like scare anybody in the audience. That's why I was thinking like, okay, well, yeah, you you have to be careful with that. And what I recommend doing there is, you know, with a lot of clients, um, either on a quarterly basis or right now before year end over these this month this month month prior and obviously through December, um, we're running portfolio calculations to date, you know, to whatever date the reports are provided to us running what's called a tax projection to just assess where you're at with your tax liability now. Um, so you can plan to one, pay your estimated taxes before year end, which you have to do to avoid penalty. And then also to plan around um, potential liquidations in your portfolio as well. Hmm. Okay. So is there, is there any like small short term advice you could give to, to people who aren't, um, like that, that really aren't taking this seriously. Cause I know there's a lot of people. I mean, there, there has to be people that aren't taking this seriously and they aren't tracking their transactions to the point where they know, uh, what the market was when they owned the asset compared to now when they don't own the asset. Absolutely. Yeah. So number one thing that, that I always recommend is reaching out to a CPA firm like ourselves that do have financial service experience and do have specifically cryptocurrency experience, because especially if you have a large data set, you're going to need somebody to analyze that for you. Um, for you to be able to do that, though, we're going to have to have your record. So record keeping is key. So any client um, of our, like that works with our firm, we recommend downloading your transaction records um, and your withdrawal and um, deposit records from the exchanges on a quarterly basis. And the reason why is because we want to make sure you have those records. You know, last year we saw a lot of reporting constraints from exchanges that just weren't making data available to people. So that's number one. Um, number two is you want to build that relationship with your CPA before the end of the year. Because like I said, um, you're either in a gain or a loss position depending on when you got into all of this. And um, if you're in a gain position, you have to make estimated tax payments before the end of the year or you're going to get hit with a penalty. And if you're in a loss position, um, it still is going to make sense to do a portfolio analysis to make sure that you're maximizing the losses that you can harvest before year end, because that's going to help to reduce your taxes. So, um, you know, building that relationship and getting this analysis in place now is key before year end. And, um, you know, for, for the people that don't think that they have to report their trades, um, you know, you're, you're, you're putting your assets at risk. That's, that's all I can say from that perspective. Um, just as late 2017 is when the IRS first started, um, developing dedicated task force specifically for cryptocurrency in early 2018, they've, partnered um, through something called the J5 with Australia and many, and, a, and um, three other large countries to start working together for international enforcement across these other exchanges. And, you know, like what other people are probably aware of is the John Doe summons to Coinbase 
from to Coinbase where people actually Coinbase actually had to provide people's records already to the IRS. So, you know, as the industry matures, which we all know it's going to, um, exchanges are going to have to become more compliant and there's no way around tax reporting from that perspective. And, you know, everything's all these transactions are recorded. So, you know, it's the the anonymity factor most likely is not going to be able to help you with with reporting your taxes for crypto, especially once you see how your cost basis is tracked because it's a cumulative process from beginning to end. So every single transaction you've ever done would have to be anonymous or they're all on record, basically. Hmm. What, what makes you say that? Go in, go in on that a little bit because there's a lot of people that are hiding behind that guise of, oh, yeah. well, if it's pseudonymous or anonymous, then, you know, well, Uncle Sam can yeah, never say that. A good example would be like taking a good example would be, to, you know, take someone that maybe is trading on Coinbase, but then they're trading on some, um, you know, decentralized exchanges and or some international exchanges that um, aren't within the jurisdiction of the IRS. Um, yeah, you know, you may be able to accumulate a lot of profits on these exchanges that aren't reporting, but sooner or later, you're going to have to bring them back to somewhere to cash them out. And that cash is going to have to go to your bank account unless you, you know, you go into a really deep, dark place and start doing everything offline. I guess you can do it that way. But if you're going to take your stuff and you're going to cash it out and then you're going to try to go purchase things, there's going to have to be a record of where this all came from. And if you just wanted to say, like, provide me your Coinbase records and I just analyzed those transactions, what we do is, you know, we're always comparing that to your ending holdings. And if there's something that doesn't match up there, we know you're not providing us all of your transactions. So it's very easy for an IRS agent to just compare what your holdings are and the transactions that you're providing them to determine if you're withholding information from them. So I think like one thing that they're probably working on now is finding ways to determine like what people's balances are, because I think that's that's one key for enforcement. But, you know, like if you buy one Bitcoin and you go trade it on another exchange and it accumulates and then you bring it back to that exchange, it doesn't really matter what happened on the exchange. They can't see they're still going to know that you have more coin and that you accumulated that somehow. And it has to be taxed as profit. So there's just really no way around it. Once you get into reporting, you basically have to report everything. Mm. Nice. Okay. So what are some tips you could give people like um, to help them help you? Because I think a lot of people are going to need a CPA. Um, they're going to need accounting help, uh, tax help. Um, but what, you know, like how do they help them? How, how, what does it help me help you? Well, the number one thing to do that I, that, you know, during our preliminary consultations is we're for us to move any further in providing a upfront price quote and actually moving forward with the work. We need to see all of your transaction records. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we have a good template that we provide you for any off exchange transactions or forks that, you know, wouldn't be reflected in those records. But just going to each exchange and downloading those transaction records is a very burdensome process for many investors that are you know trading across a lot of exchanges so just going through that process would make your onboarding process much more efficient for us and um you know like i said before it coming to us before the end of the tax year is really key because you know we're still going to be able to help you out when we're in tax season but you know there may be some lost opportunities 
on the tax loss harvesting side. And there may be some some penalties for you if you if you do have gains and we weren't able to plan for that before year end. So I would say building a relationship as early as possible and focusing on record keeping. If you if you do those two things, we're able to take care of you from there. Nice. Well, let's dial it back a little bit from from taxes and let's talk about you a little bit more. So when did you fall into crypto and, and how? Um, well, I, I've known about it since, I guess, about 2014. And, you know, I just heard about it from some friends and, and researched it and was very interested in it, but I didn't buy it back then. I got into it like very late in 2016. And again, it was just like a buddy of mine that was just like, hey, he was like, hey, remember when you were telling me about Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies a couple years ago? They, you know, they, they, they're still here. They're, they're going up and all this. So I started to look at it and I got into it then. Um, probably not as much as I would have liked, but it was, it was very nice gains. And, um, I was early in on a few of the, um, 2017 plays like Neo and stuff like that too. So I've been sort of following it through, um, that, that whole, that whole area. And, um, yeah, I guess I, you know, that's, that's what got me in it. Just friends of friends just telling me about it and starting to research it. And, um, you know, the company that I worked at before, it's one of the, one of the big four. They, they've always been very interested in blockchain technology and, um, always writing white papers on it and stuff like that. So I understood that there was, there was a professional opportunity around it as well. Um, and 2017 just ended up being the year that tax wise, we were able to, to really move into the space. Nice. Nice. So you moved into it as a like you were kind of enthusiast, but you own some. So you um, were it's, it's speculative investment is what it is. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's speculative. Yeah, I started I started as an enthusiast that that knew about it, but didn't really dip my toe in it. And then I came back as an investor, and now I guess you could say like I'm I'm in the business of helping investors. Good deal. Yeah, Good deal. and it was yeah, so it was very and then. Cryptocurrencies taxes property. So, you know, our fir- it was a very simple transition for our firm because we deal heavily with real estate as it is. And my background's in financial services. So, you know, when I was at the big four, I was working for all the largest asset managers, just analyzing thousands and thousands of transactions for them. So very natural progression to uh, to doing this and already having the knowledge of, of cryptocurrencies, what they are, how they're traded, being able to speak that language is just really added value to investors. So what, um, oh man, I think I lost track of, lost track of what I was going to ask there. Oh, I hate when that happens. Man, uh-huh. just went completely blank. Um, well, but yeah, in 2017, the reason I got into it was I had tax needs myself, honestly. And then all my, you know how crypto is, is if you're in it, all your friends, a lot of your friends are in it just because it's a, it's a game of information, speed of information. Mm-hmm. And, um, they all had, had tax needs as well. And as I started looking into it, I realized it was just a perfect fit for our firm. And that's sort of how we moved into it. And we were very far out ahead of it as, as a CPA firm and myself as a CPA. Um, we were actually the first CPA firm in the country to accept cryptocurrency for professional services. We beat well, all the big four to it. Yep. So um, we, we've been very, very out ahead of this. Mm. Now I know what I was going to ask you. I hate when that happens when I'm recording. What I was going to say is how do you feel about the current tax laws? Do you feel that they 
totally embody everything that is cryptocurrency and blockchain technology what it is or do you feel like it's uh, oh absolutely not no i mean you know like what happened with these with these coin to coin trades really hurt a lot of investors um the designation of cryptocurrency as as property I don't, I don't know if I necessarily agree with that either. I mean, you know, what, what they're basing that off of is a 2014 private letter ruling. Um, that was very short, but from what I understand, where their reasoning around producing that came from was all these currencies that were used in like video games and stuff that weren't cryptocurrencies that they didn't take seriously. That's how they designated this basically. So that's, that's what started it. And then since they don't allow 1031 exchanges, and they didn't provide any guidance on that. They created this whole gray area for investors to where nobody even knows how they're getting taxed. Nobody even knows that each trade's a taxable event. And then they, you know, they come to a CPA and they realize they owe they owe double the taxes than they expected in in some cases, you know, because they were day trading all day and now the market's down. So I, I think they created a lot of a gray area. And I don't I don't know if I necessarily agree with the designation or not. Um and I do think in the in the in the future, just even what I've seen over the past year, there, there there will be changes. You know, we have Congress lobbying them for changes. We have the some of the largest um, professional bodies as it relates to the CPA side of things lobbying the IRS for tax changes, the ABA, the AICPA. Um, there, there's a, there's a lot of things once you get into the technical details that I that I think have to have to change. And that also needs to be clarified that I think will happen in time. But right now, the way that things are set up, if if investors aren't proactive in understanding the impact that taxes have on their portfolio, um, they can just end up giving a lot of their wealth back to the IRS, unfortunately. Hmm. Grimy, but is the way it is. So. That's, that's the way the world works. And, you know, that's why I say, like, first and foremost, we want to protect your assets. And then we want to look at tax minimization because it, it's really about those two things. Even though people like to focus on number two, it's really about both of them. And with crypto, number one is is usually the most important. OK, fair enough. This has been very informational and I hope everyone out there has been taking notes and and I hope that you reach out uh, to Patrick here. And, and help yourself, um, because the last thing you want to do is think that you're riding high and then IRS comes through and they remind you of reality. Um, so that would be the, that would be the last thing, um, that you would want. So, um, is there anything that you feel I should have asked you, Patrick, that I didn't? Um, no, off the, off the top of my head, I, I think, I think we basically covered everything. Um, you know, it's just, really about investors need to become aware of the tax impact to their portfolio mm-hmm. and take that into consideration when they're trading and make sure they build a good relationship with a CPA firm. There we go. We hope that CPA firm is yours at camusocpa.com. So if you uh, are one of the few slash actually many people in our Slack that have uh, asked Cello, Corey, or myself, uh, what are the tax implications um, you know, we, we're not experts. We can only tell you that we knew it was property. So we got that right. We knew it was capital gains and losses. So we got that right. But everything else, like we've deferred you to experts. So we decided to just get an expert on the network for you. So, um, and that expert was Patrick Camuso. So Patrick, 
thank you one more time for coming on. Uh, we really appreciate having you. Um, anything you want to leave everybody with? Yeah, I, I appreciate you having me on as well. Um, you know, I would encourage everybody to reach out. That's trading crypto. If you're trading crypto, you need a CPA, and there's not a better CPA for cryptocurrency than Camuso CPA. And in the meantime, when, as you guys are looking for more information or if you have questions, if you visit our website at camusocpa.com, we have a great blog section with a ton of valuable content. And then we also have a definitive guide to cryptocurrency taxation. That's, you know, no information capture, no pay to play. It's it's all there on the site and it'll it'll tell you everything that, that you need to know. So I encourage you to visit the website at camusocpa.com for more information. All righty.